And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr, and suits so fine they made Sinatra look like a hobo. Is this your place, Carl? Yeah, what do you think? Really? It's really awful. But I have a lot of things that are on order. You know, credit trouble. Pay more attention to your schoolwork and listen to the radio. You always listen to the radio. It's different. Our lives are ruined already. Eagle Whistler. This tape will self-destruct in five seconds. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, Movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the quintessential Lisa Wolf. In this hour, John Daner stars as reporter J.B. Kendall, the Frontier Gentleman from 1958. But first, it's Name That Tune. Lisa Wolf Cullen will play short clips from popular songs. And a Hollywood 360 listener contestant named Jason and I will name that tune. Well, at least we'll try to. Right, Lisa? That's the plan. We have Jason on the phone to help you out. Hey, Jason. Hi, Jason. Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. How are you? No, it's good. I'm, it's my birthday tonight. I'm kind oh. of getting ready to put candles on the cake. Oh, that's so nice. How old are you? Oh, I'm 39, like Groucho. 39. There you go. Yeah. Wow. Well, Jack happy. Benny. Jack, Jack Benny, Benny was 39. Yeah. yeah. Um, happy Very birthday. Cool. Yeah. Happy birthday. Oh, was it Jack Benny? That yeah, Benny? Jack Benny. My dad always used uh, to say 39. I just didn't know at first what he was referring to, but still he says 39. <laughs> well, we're going to play a yeah, fun I game. I got through. Yeah, we're going to yeah. play a fun game. Here we're gonna we go. We're going to have a little Frank Sinatra. I'm going to play a clip. And as soon as you know the title, shout it out. Mm-hmm. Here's the first song. We'd be sharing love before the night Scooby Dooby Doo. Is it Scooby Dooby Doo? The, the cartoon, Scooby Doo. Uh, uh, Strangers in the Night. Yes. Strangers in the Night. You got it. 1966, Frank Sinatra reached number one on the chart. It was a title song for his 1966 album called Strangers in the Night. All right, Jason, I'm up one now. Here we go. You must know you know your rat pack. <laughs> That's true. Here's the next song. End is near, and so I face the final curtain. I did it my way. There it is, my, my way. way. You got it. 1969, Frank Sinatra, and its lyrics were written by Paul Anka. Did you know that? No, I yeah. didn't know that. Of course, uh, Elvis had a big, uh, yeah, Elvis successful did this song. song. Right, yeah. Exactly. Right. All right. Here okay. we go. Here's the next song. We're tied up. Out of the tree of life, I just picked me a plum. You came along and everything started into hum. Still, it's a real good bet. The best I don't is know. He was know great, it? wasn't he? Yes. Uh, I tell you. What's I the can't name drive of the song? Best is yet I can tell you that it is. Best is yet to come. Best is yet to come. Yeah, but we didn't get it. So, although Sinatra made it popular, 
The song was written for and introduced by Tony Bennett. Did you know that? No. And you know what is etched on Frank Sinatra's tombstone? The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Wow. Really? Yeah. 1964 album. It might as well be Swing. Uh, he was. That's why he was the chairman of the board, man. All right. Nobody got that one. Let's move on. That's what all the people say. You're riding high in April, shot down in May. But I know I'm gonna change that tune. When I'm back on top, back on top in June. That's life. That's life. Ooh, just in the nick of time. That's right. So this was first recorded in 1963. By wow. Marion Montgomery, but the most famous version, of course, is Frank Sinatra's version, uh, released on his 1966 album, That's Life, reached number four. Are we tied right now? We're tied up? I think he has one and you have two. Okay. Uh, we might have a bad connection. Oh, oh, that Uh-oh. must be it. Okay. Because <laughs> I, I, guess, I guess that one, right. Oh, oh I did didn't you? hear okay, you. Okay, he got it right. He got it right. All right I so didn't hear you. He got it before I, I did. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. That's okay. All right. Uh, let's go to the next song. He got it right. Fill my heart with song and let me sing forevermore. You are all I long for, all I worship and adore. In other words, you know this one, Jason? Climb me to the moon. Yeah, there it is. Climb me to the moon. Originally titled "In Other Words." Wow. Yes, written in 1954. But wow. this 1964 version of Frank Sinatra was associated with the Apollo missions to the moon. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. All right. He's got a better suit. There you go. <laughs> All right, here's your final song. Okay. Try, try, try to separate them. It's an illusion. Try, 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 and you will only come Love and marriage. to this conclusion. Yes. Whoa. That's right. That's right. And uh, Jason, do you know what sitcom this is? Was used on on Fox. What sitcom? Mm-hmm. Used this as their opening theme song. That's exactly right. One. Married with children. Man, Jason Later is a wealth of knowledge. Yeah. At only thirty-nine. That's right. Introduced by Frank Sinatra in 1955. Wow. Um, on the TV production of Our Town, which aired on Producer Showcase. I'm very impressed, Jason. Wow, I am too. That was fantastic, Jason. Yeah, holy Toledo. <laughs> holy Toledo. <laughs> Holy Toledo, Jason. Happy birthday. I'm yes, you. that's right. Yeah, Some thanks. fun CDs, okay? I'm looking forward to it. Oh, right, I hope you have a wonderful birthday. Yes, yes. Have I'm a glad great we birthday. were a part of it. Yeah, I'm glad to share it with you guys. Thank All you right, so buddy. much. Call back again. We, we appreciate you, Jason. Thanks for listening. Yeah, I love the show. Thank love you. Love show. Thank you. All right, when we come back, we're going to tune into Frontier Gentlemen. Stick around. Love and marriage go together like a horse and More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. 
Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Yes, indeedy. This is Hollywood 360. Don't forget to join the Classic Radio Club. If you haven't already, go to Classic Radio club.com learn all about it you can get tons of classic radio shows sent to you each and every month either digitally or on cds with a 12-page booklet detailing every show the club members get all the best classic radio shows and we hope that you'll join and when you do, you are supporting the program. Thank you so much. We have really and truly hundreds and hundreds of uh, Classic Radio Club members, and I can't thank you enough. Everyone out there listening, if you're a Classic Radio Club member, thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you're thinking about it, go to our website, read all about it, classicradioclub.com. All right, time for Frontier Gentlemen. And... um you, if you're a listener of our show, you probably know that we we only air the best quality radio shows. We air the top quality shows. We only put uh, direct from master recordings in our classic radio club. Um, you know, anything you get from us, it's going to sound great. It's not going to sound. <laughs> and that's because Mike Bubblebath Costella is the best in the business. And we start with the master recordings because we license these shows from the uh, owners and estates, and that's true with this next show, Frontier Gentlemen. It's owned by CBS. We license it from CBS. And a great series, John Daner starred as London reporter uh, J.B. Kendall. He was in the West in the late 1800s uh, and sending stories back to London about America in those times. A very cool series. This is called The Honky Tonkers. From February 16th, 1958, here's part one of Frontier Gentlemen. There are places west of the Missouri where gambling stakes are rather high. This is particularly true when the wager depends on a man's life. Frontier Gentlemen. with an Englishman's account of life and death in the West. As a reporter for the London Times, he writes his colorful and unusual stories. But as a man with a gun, he lives and becomes a part of the violent years in the new territories. Now, starring John Daner, this is the story of J.B. Kendall, Frontier Gentleman. Frontier Gentleman. 
I had stayed in Montana Territory hoping for an interview with Sitting Bull or even Crazy Horse. But General Crook's attack across the Tongue River put an end to that hope, at least for the time being. And so, with a full-fledged Indian war exploding around me, I had no choice but to remain where I was. The settlement with a normal population of perhaps a hundred had swollen to four times that number. The saloon keeper, gambler, and others were doing a thriving business, and the, the most popular spot in town was undoubtedly a place bearing the rather, oh, sanguinary legend, Jug of Blood. It was what is known as a honky-tonk. I was passing outside when the trouble began. The doors flew open and half a dozen brawling men erupted in the street. In sheer self-defense, I became a combatant. My dear fellow, I haven't the slightest idea. He's a good fighter. Jolly good. Oh, just some no good son of a gun was cheating at poker. And no good son of a gun. Really? Yeah. One of those... Uh, how should I know? I wasn't playing. I just heard it all. Yeah. You know, if there's anything I hate, it's uh, no good cheating son of a gun. Yes, bad form. I don't blame you. Hey, well, what's your hurry? Now, if you'll pardon me. Hey, come on in and have a drink. No, I don't think so. Thank you. Oh, come uh, on. There's mighty pretty little gals in there. Yeah. You know, Jake Hunter hired them all the way out from back east. It was on the way up to Virginia City. Where his Sioux ruckus was held him old. I'm sorry to hear it, but now, really, I must be going. Oh, mister, you ain't seen such dancing, such carrying on. I'll be a son of a gun if I let you move on without seeing the nicest bit of female woman flesh this side of St. Louis. Son of a gun, come on, let's go. You won't be sorry. <laughs> There's a table over there. Right. Well, it's kind of early. Still a little quiet. She'll warm up by and by. Hey, her name is Smith. Walleye Smith. J.B. Kendall, Mrs. Howdy. Smith. Hey, what are you drinking? Oh, I'll take a beer if you don't mind. Oh, it'll make no never mind to me. Jake! Yeah. A beer from a pound, whiskey for me. Tell Andy to bring him over. Okay. J.B. Kendall, huh? J.B. Hey, you ain't a kid in Arizona, Kendall's down at Tombstone? No. What's your business, mister? I'm inside from fighting. I'm a newspaper correspondent. Oh. Hmm. Well, I'm a cowpuncher myself. Got paid off last week. This here is a good place to spend your money. Hey, how do you like that there picture over the bar? Ain't she something? <laughs> there's quite a bit of her, isn't there? What'd you say? I say there's quite a bit of her, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little out of proportion here and there. Ample. Well, son of a gun, I like you, Kendall. <laughs> I like you. Son of a gun. Hey, what paper are you write for? London Times. Well, son of a gun. Hey, Annie. Hi, you're Mr. Smith. 
Hey, sweetheart, this here is J.B. Kendall. Hi. He writes for a newspaper, London Times. He's an important man. Now you go call Crystal. Our drinks are on me. Sure, Mr. Smith. Hey, Crystal. <laughs> yeah, me, I go for the nice fat ones. There's something you can grab a hold on. Never did like dancing with them skin and bone gals. I gather Annie is your choice, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's some looker, huh? Oh, no doubt of it, Mr. Smith. Of course, now, there ain't nothing wrong with Crystal. She's the one close herding with that son of a gun, Bill Baskin. Uh, see? I paid five uh, I don't think he's taking kindly to your friend Annie's suggestion. Uh, he's a raunchy buzzard, ain't he? He's drunker than all. Uh, I say, uh, look here, old boy, we don't want to cause any more trouble. You and your young lady have a nice evening. I'll be running along. Oh, sit down. I owe you for that fight. I always pay my debts. Well, here they come. Ladies, meet J.B. Kent. Uh, this here is Crystal, J.B. Crystal, how do you do? Go on, sit in his lap, sweetheart. The poor uh, fellow ain't feeling his oats yet. Well, well, no, I, I'm, I'm sure Miss Crystal will be much more comfortable in a chair. Come here, Annie. Here we are. <laughs> uh, would you, um, you care for a drink? No, thanks. Oh. Uh, the, the, the gentleman you were dancing with, uh, he seems rather upset. Him? Oh. Are you sure I can't get you something? What's the matter? You don't like me? Ain't I good enough to sit in your lap? <laughs> Not at all. I, I'd be delighted, but... Uh, but I'm Wild Bill Bascom, and ain't no man nor dog what takes my gal away from me. You riding herd on Crystal Bell? I ain't riding herd on no one. But I paid good hard cash, and I'm going to have my dance out. You go rattle hocks out of here. And I say goose hockey to you, all I. Gentlemen, I think the language is getting a trifle ripe. After all, there are ladies present. Well, who are you, you son of a gun? The name is Kendall. Well, goose hockey to you, You Kendall. had your ride, mister. I ain't dancing no more with you. He'd like to stop my feet off, Mr. Kendall. I rather, think, I rather think it's up to the lady. Don't you, chum? Lady? She ain't no lady. Bill. Son of a gun. Bill, I'm right. giving you one second to rattle hocks out, and then I'm going to blow your ears off. No, 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 no. Oh, no need of that, are. Mr. Smith. You'll go along quietly, won't you, Mr. Bascom? Oh, you think you're a pretty big son of a gun, don't you? Well, you don't stampede me, mister. Now, come on, girl. Oh, not at all polite. You're breaking my heart. Then, then be a good chap, and as Mr. Smith puts it, go rattle your heart. Ain't no son of a gun telling me what to do. I'm Wild Bill Bascom. Get out! He's pulling his gun! You killed me. What do you mean, you killed him? He shot himself. You didn't even draw on him. I don't allow no gun shooting in here. Uh, Jake, it's Bill Baskin. He aimed to salivate Mr. Kendall here, and he killed himself instead. Oh, the silly son of a gun. 
Now, you boys, you get him up out of there. That that rug cost me $300. Will somebody get a doctor? He's not dead. Yeah, I bet he is. How much you bet, mister? He ain't dead. I seen him move. Look. Why don't you shut your mouth? Get him off my rug. Take him in back. You can put him on the faro table. Give me a hand. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Somebody find a doctor, please. Ain't no doctor except an army surgeon. He's getting himself scalped oh, by the soul. Yeah. Well, that's true. Ain't no doctor around here. Yeah. I never knew Carefully he was this heavy. Carefully. Oh, all right, break up the game, boys. There's a goner here. Needs a table. Come on, fellas. I tell you, all right, all right, boys. Put him down. I'm dying, boy. Give me a drink. I'll get it. Put him down, I said. Put him down. All right, he's there. Oh. From my old market. See me now. Annie, see if you can find some bandages. Clean rag, hot water. Sure. And don't you fret, Bill. Uh, You're going to be just fine. Well, i got to get back to the bar. Anything you boys need, you let me know. Whiskey's on the house, Baskin. You're a good man, Jay. I'll put in a word for you when I get where I'm going. Yeah, well, you do that. So long. All right, now. Let's get that jacket off, Baskin. Oh. Mister... You're treating me like I, I don't deserve it. Don't talk now. Smith, get the other arm. Oh, sure. Hey. No, no. Now, wait a minute. Now, look, I, I ain't kidding you. These are my dying words. I... <coughs> I tried to kill you. In my drink, I, I, I tried to, and it's heavy on my conscience. Well, I sure wish I had me a preacher to make my peace with. Bill, will you shut your I'll... son of a gun mouth and let us get this here no. jacket off of yeah. you? I ain't... Careful uh, now. Uh, 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 there we are. Now I have to tear the shirt. No. No, boy. This here's my my bare shirt. I I want to be buried in it. Here's a whiskey, Bill. Let me uh, cop his head up. Crystal, you... Angel of mercy, that... That's what you are, Crystal. You. Crystal girl, I'm asking your forgiveness, sweetheart. I acted purely like a broom tail with you. Forget it, Bill. You finish your drink. Does look mean, don't it, Mr. Smith? Smith, Smith come over here. Yeah, mm-hmm. Just hold it still, I reckon he ain't got long. You know, if he don't bleed to death, it's gangrene for sure. Now, we can stop the bleeding, I think. But we've got to get that bullet out. Oh, ain't nobody around here crazy enough to try that. Ain't no sense carving up the poor son of a gun. Let him die comfortable like he He doesn't have to die. There might be a chance. Will you help? Help what? Operate on him. You're loco. There's nothing to lose. How about another drink, boy? I'm going fast. All right, Mr. Kim. Give him all he wants, Crystal. Keep pouring it into him. You think it's fitting for a man to die drunk? I think it's fitting for a man not to feel any more pain than he has to. What you doing with that knife? I told you I'm going to take that bullet out of him. If you want to help me, good. If not, you'll oblige me by rattling your hocks out of here. Man, J.B. Kendall there. Reporter becoming J.B. Kendall's surgeon. Ready to uh, operate on the guy right in the uh, bar right there. Do you think you could do think it, Carl? No. No, I, I don't. I blood and I don't. <laughs> nah. I don't like to see blood. I don't blame you. It's like, That's scary. you know, nah. 
All right, more of Frontier Gentlemen after this break. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, Sam Spade, Burns and Allen, Have Gun, Will Travel, Gangbusters, and Sherlock Holmes, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Carl Amari and I co host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. More Hollywood 360 after these. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. All right, this is Hollywood 360. I am your genial host and have been for the last 16 years or so. And my co-host for that same amount of time. Man, you have intestinal fortitude, Lisa. I'm telling you. To work with me all that time. At least you realize that. Wow, I do. Okay. I do. As by long the way. as you know, I don't even want to. it. I don't even want to work with me. Well, I only have to see you once a week. So That's it works true. Out. That's not so bad. I mean, <laughs> Just it's a not work, horrible. A work wife. Plus, we're not in the room the whole time together. I mean, yeah, you know, but mostly. Yeah, it's true. And <laughs> it is a small studio. Very. Um, but anyway, we're here broadcasting live as we do each and every week, unless, like next week, Mike Bubble Bath has a wedding or something. So this is true. So we're not going to be here, but we will run a uh, repeat, and uh, you'll hear a show from the past. I will be right back the next don't week. Miss, don't miss that. It's... Just remember that that's like my first time taking off in like, I t- I've taken off like one time in like 10 years. Uh, really? Are you sure? Not totally true, but. <laughs> Giving you a little kudos there. Some applause. I don't take off as much as Lisa does. That's I was going to say, I, I've got one day in You're October, not so uh, my daughter's getting married. And so. we don't only do this radio. Oh, congratulations. Yes, yes. We don't only do this radio show together, Hollywood 360, but we have another show, a podcast that is not broadcast on the radio. It's called Radio Rarities. And I know a lot of our listeners know about it. And the reason why they know about it is because we tack it on to the end of our Hollywood 360 radio podcast. So if you are a subscriber to our Hollywood 360 radio podcast, you know that at the end of the five hours, there is uh, approximately another hour-long Radio Rarities. Now, Radio Rarities is written by the great Carl Shadow, one of the foremost authorities on the golden age of radio, and he's a terrific researcher. He goes and I don't know how he does it. Honestly, Lisa, he sends these scripts to me, and I'm like, holy moly, Batman. Yeah, he actually got, say puts that. a lot of time and effort in there. I actually say, holy moly, Batman, oh, I believe a lot of you. times when I'm reading it. And then um, I tweak it a little bit, and then um, we record maybe four or five of them at a time. Uh, Mike is the producer. Lisa and I uh, go to the podcast studio, and we uh, we record those. Then Mike does a tremendous job of uh, producing it. 
but it's really cool. Like they're really rare shows that we give you a ton of information about, like things that I don't even know. I mean, I learned while I'm doing the Radio Rarities podcast. It's so cool. So if you want to subscribe to the Hollywood 360 radio podcast and also receive Radio Rarities as part of that, it is emailed to you every Monday. So like by Monday afternoon, generally, you will have the uh, email to your uh, email inbox and the link never expires. So you can listen to it anytime you want, sort of on demand, um, and you'll never miss a beat. Now, we have always had, I shouldn't say always, but for the past maybe five or six years, we've had this podcast available to people for $5.99 a month, which is pretty darn uh, pretty darn inexpensive when you think about it because it's only like $1.50 a week for the full uh, email podcast. And there are costs. I mean, there's MailChimp and all the different things and the bandwidth. So um, that five ninety nine a month, it is that's basically seventy two dollars a year every year. We have now come up with a plan to make it even easier for you, less expensive, and plus we're going to send you a gift if you want to sign up for our podcast for a one time payment, lifetime podcast of the show, one time payment of a hundred dollars. You will never pay again. You'll get the $72 of value each and every year. You'll get the podcast every week with the radio rarities. And we're going to send you, if you're in the United States, we're going to send you a Hollywood 360 Radio Rarities coffee mug. So you can drink your coffee in the morning and see our smiley faces with you. Um, basically drink out of the tops of our heads. Uh-oh. <laughs> so I think basically what this does is it gives you two options. If you prefer to pay month to month, it's five ninety nine a month. If you prefer to have a lifetime guarantee of a one-time charge to your credit card of $100, you sort of don't have to think about it after that. It will just continue to come to you year after year for the life of the show. And right. we fully expect that to be a very long and wonderful life. Right. You'll get the email every Monday. So uh, how do you sign up? Well, there's two ways. It's really easy. Go to our website. That's kind of the easiest way. Go to Hollywood360radio.com. Hollywood360radio.com. And at the very top, you click on the podcast. There's two options. You can do the $5.99 a month, or you can do the 100 payment, one-time payment, and you'll get a coffee mug sent to you if you do that. Um, or you can call us tonight. We are here. We will answer the we will answer the phone, and and uh, take your uh, order right over the phone. Now, if we don't answer, that means we're on the phone with somebody else. So just leave your number, and we'll call you back. That number is eight one five nine hundred seven five three five. So either Lisa or I will take that call. Eight one five nine hundred seven five three five. I uh, hope you'll sign up, and uh, you are absolutely supporting the show by doing that. We thank you, thank you, thank you. Your support is very, very, very uh, generous and helps keep the show going strong. 815-900-7535. All right, we're listening to Frontier Gentleman. J.B. Kendall was a reporter for the London Times. He was played by John Daner, and uh, he was terrific. What a great actor John Daner is in so many of these shows. Um, this is called The Honky Tonkers. Here's the conclusion. 
And now we return you to Anthony Ellis' production of Frontier Gentlemen. There are some men who possess a rather odd sentimentality about pain and death. They don't hesitate to empty a gun into a living body. With clear and shining conscience, they do this deed. But for those same men to retrieve a life, to cut into flesh to do so, that is a different matter. Walleye Smith was of this type. The thought of operating on Bill Bascom offended his sense of delicacy. Oh, you ain't no doc. You can't do that. I can bloody well try. So I tore a sheet up. And here's your water. Good girl. Put it down on the table. Now, which one of you ladies will help? I will. Oh, sure. Me too. All right. We'll try to stop the bleeding first. How do you feel, Bill? I'm dying, partner. How about another drink? Annie. Sure. Crystal, take some sheeting. Press it over the wound. Keep holding it there. Son of a gun, Candle, I say you can't do it. My dear fellow, will you step over here for a moment? Now, now, Smith, look here. The fact that Bascom might die is partially my fault. How come? He shot himself. Circumstances. Kismet. Well, you ain't no doc. So you said. You'll kill him. If we're lucky, I won't. If a man's luck runs out, that's the end. Don't pay to go again, nature. At a less pressing moment, I should be delighted to enter into a philosophical discussion with you, Smith, but not just now. Now, be a good chap and don't argue. But I ain't arguing, you son of a gun. I'm telling you, you ain't going to cut Bill up. Smith, I took you for something more than a thick-headed clodhopper. I see I was mistaken. Oh, mister, you go on talking like that, there's going to be another dying man in here. Oh, dear. Awfully sorry. Son of a gun! What's the matter with you boys? You stop, you hear? Now, Smith, clear out and stay out. Oh, son of a gun! Now, how's our patient? Half the bottle. There's enough rot gotten him to melt that bullet. <laughs> Wishful thinking, my dear. Bill. I'm going to take the bullet out. He'll do. All right, Crystal. Take a handful of rags. And when I tell you, wipe the blood away. What do you want me to do? Hold his hand. Try to keep him still. Oh. Ready? Yes. Here we go. I didn't know how deeply the bullet had penetrated. I could only guess at its approximate direction. I made an incision. Wipe. Wipe. There you see, son of a gun, carving him up like a piece of buffalo meat. You can't do that, mister. I'm doing it. Get out. A hundred said Bascom makes it. Who said that? Me. You're on. Wipe. He ain't breathing so good. I know. 
happen. Will you get out? No, no, not me. I got money on Bill. Anybody else want to make a little bet? Fifty yeah, still alive in two hours. Odds on that, two get you one. A bet. Why? Oh, why don't you go on out? We're trying to save him. You go right on trying, Annie. Anybody else? Well, I'd like maybe... Uh... Kendall, what do you think? Has he got a chance? How the devil should I know? Sure is a mess, ain't he? Hey, poor old Bill, he was a good man. Yeah, he sure could top a horse. Jake, 200, he's still alive, come 4 o'clock. Uh, it's midnight now. I'll take it. All right, now, Candle, you son of a gun, you pull him through. You want a chance to win? Oh, sure I do. Get these people out. All right, come on, Jake, No, Everybody, no, come on. no, I'm staying. I got a big investment in that boy. Very well. I'm finished. You stay here. I won't go on. Let him die. I oh, see. Let him die. All right, all right, all right. We'll wait outside. Now, Walleye, you stay. You give us a word every five minutes. Well, sure. Oh, hold him, hold him, hold him down. Hold him. I got you, Billy boy. Rest easy. Easy. Oh, please. Now, I can't find it. I can't. Can't find it. Give me a rag, Crystal. Here. Mm. Look at the color of him. He's going. Annie, give him whiskey, quickly. Sure. Yes, that's better. Uh. Ah, I can feel it. I, I, I can feel it. Yes, it's, it's, it's there. Yes, I've got it. Wipe crystal. Yeah. Now, ain't that something? I never did see a piece of lead dug out before. Son of a gun. Hey, everybody, he got it out. And the son of a gun is still alive. We bound up the wound made him as comfortable as we could. He'd lost a great deal of blood and was terribly weak. There was nothing to do now but wait. The two girls stayed in the room with me, and there was something very different about them. Both were far from being beautiful, but there was a softness, a quality of loveliness which made their garish costumes seem completely out of place. Howdy. How, how, how's he coming? Uh, about the same. You know, there's better than 10,000 been bed outside. It's 3.30 now. You, you think he'll live till 4? He might. Well, I got 200 says he got to. Yeah, and obviously he's got to. <laughs> kind of funny if he does pull through, though, huh? It'll be a miracle. He ain't a bad son of a gun. Sure looks white. Quiet. Almost like a kid, don't he? Uh, anything I can do, Kendall? Say a prayer if you feel like it. Oh, I, I ain't a praying man, but I, I hope he makes it. Uh, not on account of my 200, I just hope he makes it. For you, that's a prayer, Smith. <clears throat> you ought to have a drink. No, no, thank you. Well, I, I, I'll go out and, and keep them all quiet. Yes, that's a good idea. 
Mister? Yes, Crystal? I know a prayer. You think it'd help? I don't know. It might. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff. Bascom. Bascom. Bill? How do you feel? Bill? Can you hear me, Bascom? I'm dying, boy. Give me a drink. Wild Bill Bascom didn't die. A number of people won money because of it, and a number of others lost. Mr. Smith insisted on dividing his winnings with me. During his presentation speech, he was so overcome that not once did he refer to me as a son of a gun, an omission I was happy to overlook. Frontier Gentlemen was written, produced, and directed by Anthony Ellis and stars John Daner as J.B. Kendall. Featured in the cast were Jack Crucian, Stacey Harris, Virginia Gregg, Eve McVeigh, Barney Phillips, and Charles Seal. Music was composed and conducted by Jerry Goldsmith. Bailey, Nat King Cole, and Eartha Kitt may not tell all to Mitch Miller tonight, but knowing Mitch as we do, we're sure his talented visitors will feel free to talk about anything and everything of interest. For an informal get-together with some of the brightest names in show business, hear the Mitch Miller Show every Sunday night on most of these same stations. Now stay tuned for the Ford Road Show, which follows immediately over most of these same stations. Join us again next week for another report from the Frontier Gentlemen. John Wall speaking. This is the CBS Radio Network. All right, that is Frontier Gentlemen, February 16th, 1958. The Honky Tonkers. Honky Tonkers. Uh, starring John Daner as J.B. Kendall, as heard on CBS. You know... This series was so good, but, you know, came so late in radio's life. Came uh, to radio like in 1957 or 58. And, you know, that's it. I mean, it lasted like a season. But uh, we have them all, all direct from the master transcriptions. And we love playing them for you. We have a couple of minutes before we do this uh, month in music history. I just want to mention to all of our listeners something pretty cool I recently, I'm very honored to say, I recently licensed the entire Frederick W. Ziv Library of Classic Radio Shows. It's over 10,000 radio shows. 
and it includes the entire series of Boston Blackie, I Was a Communist for the FBI, Family, uh, I should say Favorite Story, um, The Cisco Kid, many others, and includes Bold Venture. Bold Venture was kind of the crown jewel of the Frederick W. Ziv Library. But um, what is super interesting about this library, and I've been trying to license it for years, is that these are all Frederick W. Ziv's personal transcription discs that he never played and they never really went around you know, the country. Like they would make copies and send them around to radio stations. These were never sent around to radio stations. So they're pristine. And they're 16-inch um, transcription discs there were, uh, have been stored in a controlled um, warehouse, uh, a controlled climate warehouse for over 70 years, Lisa. Mm. And uh, I just licensed it. And uh, it's, but I can, as you can imagine, it's very, very expensive to do the transfers. That's really the big kind of rub about the whole thing. It's so, there's so many discs and it costs so much money to just to transfer one disc. So we're going to try an experiment. We're going to, we're going to offer these to people via Kickstarter. And all we're looking to do is cover the costs to do the transfers, and we're going to do each series individually. We're going to start with Bold Venture, and we're going to make it available. And I, with the way Kickstarter works, it's 59 days. It makes it available for 59 days, and you get rewards. So if you donate, you get 10 shows, 20 shows, 30 shows, or you get all 78 shows. And the interesting thing, too, is... Even though there's a lot of bold ventures out there, not all 78 have ever been out there. There's, I think, 20, 20 episodes have never been in, like, collector's circulation. So you're getting all 78 shows. And when I tell you the, the quality, it's unbelievable. It's like high fidelity. It's incredible. So we're going to talk a little bit more about it. The Kickstarter launches in two weeks. So in two weeks when we're back on the air, we'll give you the website that you can go to Kickstarter, and you literally can get all the shows. And you can get them not only digitally, but you can get them on CD, too. We're going to make them available both ways. So we'll tell you more about that in two weeks. Time for this month in music history. All right, continuing with 1991, listen to this. Put on my blue suede shoes and I boarded the plane Touchdown in the land of the Delta Blue in the middle of the pouring rain. Who is this? Michael, you know this? Michael Bolton again? Or I don't know. It's not, but it sounds a little bit like yeah. him. This is Walking in Memphis. It's composed and originally recorded by Mark Cohn. Yeah, um, but I've never known that. Really? Okay, well, it was a Song of the Year nomination. What's, what about, his, what about his brother named uh, Ice Cream? What? Oh, Cohn. Yeah, he had a brother. Oh, I see. His brother's name was Ice Cream? Cohn. It doesn't work. That's good. No, it's not good. It didn't work. Come on. It didn't work. Ice cream is not Come a name, on, so it Lisa. didn't work. So I can't give that one to you. All right. No, no. Anyway. Thanks, anyway. Sure. You're tough, man. You know you that? Know, you're you're so tough. Come on. All right. More of Hollywood 360 after this short break. 
More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. It's ice cream cone. I get it. It just doesn't work because ice cream's not so, a name. Ice cream. His so, brother ice cream. Um, if that was a name, it would on. work. Anyway, in our next hour, it's Night Beat from 1950. Plus, we're going to play Is It Real or Is It Ridiculous? The Music Edition. Songs about money. Oh, Whoa, I'm wow. speaking your language. All right, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, Jared Sebesti, your host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire Repurpose on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.